Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series here on the Fivefold Ministry. Uh, today's session, we're going to be covering the ministry of an evangelist. So, we've already been through uh, the ministry of an apostle, we've been through the ministry of a prophet, we've talked about all of our groundworks. Uh, hopefully, you've uh, started taking a little bit of notes, you've uh, started laying a little bit of groundwork in your own mind, seeing how uh, these different ministries function. Uh, alongside one another, how they function individually, how they function in the local church. Uh, but today we're going to talk about evangelism, and this is one of the, I'm, I'm going to say this is probably the most understood of the, of the five ministry gifts. Um, we all have an idea of what evangelism looks like, uh, but we're going to dig into that here in just a few minutes. Let's go ahead, open up with a word of prayer, and then uh, get into our content. So, Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you and I thank you, Lord, for each one of my brothers and my sisters uh, who has chosen to take this course and uh, just just to uh, come closer to you, to learn more about the ministry giftings which you've called each one of us to. And Father, I just pray that right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would just begin to tune up their ears, that you would tune their hearts to you, fix their eyes upon you. Lord God, that as we begin this study today, Lord, that, that they would each uh, come with a receptive heart and be ready and willing to receive what you have for them, Lord God. I thank you once more for uh, choosing me to be your vessel uh, in teaching this course. And Father, I just pray that each one of these people will just be thoroughly blessed, Lord God, that these words will not fall upon deaf ears, but Lord, that they would truly learn what, what you want them to learn and what you need them to learn, Lord God, on the individual level. So, Father, bless them and keep them as we go through. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, Amen and Amen. So, first things first. Uh, we're going to start with our Greek terminology uh, whenever it comes to the ministry of the evangelist. There are three words that we need to look at um, that are all going to be utilized as evangelist. Uh, so forgive me, I'm not going to say these well. If, if I've got a Greek scholar among us, you're probably going to laugh whenever I say them. Um, but they, the, the three words all come from the same root word, which is how we get back to evangelist. Uh, but the the endings or the conjugations of the word, if you will, uh, kind of define what is happening uh, whenever whenever the specific term is used. So the first one I'm going to teach you about is euagelizio, which is kind of fun to say, uh, and that that just means to bring good news. And then the next one is euaglion, which is a good message. And then the, this one's a little bit tougher to say, so bear with me, euangliestius, which is the preacher of the good message and the bringer of good news. So uh, you kind of have the, the first two, which are the message of, or the, the, the news, the gospel that we bring. And then that third one there is the person, the office, um, so, and I'm not going to repeat those, 
Uh, if you want to hear it again, just come to the recording and uh, just rewind them. So uh, just like I covered with the other two ministries that we've covered so far, it is important that we begin to train our mindsets uh, to begin talking about an evangelist rather than um, rather than talking about the evangelist whenever it's coming to uh, you know the guy that's coming to the church or the woman that's coming to the church to to bring a message for the weekend or to do the revival service uh, that is an evangelist functioning under the evangelist who of course was Jesus uh, and and as we go on I'm just going to point out I know it's probably getting a little bit redundant um, as we go on but I, I really want to stress the fact that Jesus was the first of all of these Jesus was the one um, laying the groundwork He's he is the minister and, and the evangelist in, in the case of this lesson Uh, So, when it comes to evangelism, we have two different aspects that we kind of need to look at. We have the aspect of some people are going to be called to evangelism, and then we have the other aspect, which is all believers are called to evangelism. And... That that can be a little bit tough for some people to wrap their minds around. Uh, So I'm just going to take a minute and try to do it a little bit of justice. So the calling of an evangelist. If you are called to function in the ministry of an evangelist, then um, basically you're always going to be reaching out wherever wherever you're at. Uh, If if you're in the grocery store, at a local cafe, um, you know, at a restaurant, no matter where you're at, you're gonna you're gonna see an opportunity to reach out, and 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 you're gonna you know begin to share the message, to bring the good news. Uh, you're gonna be the evangelist in the situation which is presented to you. Uh, now now. It's kind of difficult if we stop there because, of course, doing that is also the believer's responsibility. So all of us, whenever we take on salvation, when we receive Christ's salvation and we uh, receive him into our lives, we are all called to be a witness. And uh, we are called to go out and make disciples. And we do that by evangelizing. Um, So all of us really should be reaching out to the lost wherever we are. Uh, and that that does take time, that takes boldness, and it takes a little bit of time to develop that boldness, uh, especially if you are new in the faith, you might have a little bit of trouble uh, getting to a place where you're comfortable being in the grocery store and saying, you know what, I, I recognize your need, my brother and my sister, and I, I want to pray with you right now, I feel the Lord leading me to pray with you. Uh, it might take a little bit of time. And, and so don't be hard on yourself whenever it comes to that. But uh, the, whenever you're called to the ministry of an evangelist and, and you're actually, you know, called to, the, called to the specific ministry into the office of an evangelist like we talked about uh, with the prophecy, 
then you're going to function one step above the believer's responsibility. Your anointing at that point for evangelism is going to be just a just a cut above or a little bit higher level than than the other believers, uh, and and that's that's okay uh, for those those the rest of us that are just called to uh, you know brotherly and sisterly evangelism. Um, the the person that's called to the ministry of an evangelist has a job not only to reach out no matter where he's at, but he'll also have a job in the local church. And you see, um, we've, we've kind of covered the, the first two ministries and how they look in today's local church. We talked about, just to refresh your memory, we talked about how the ministry of the apostle, they're, they're kind of the bricklayers, and, and they're going to set the foundation uh, of, the, of the local church and and then we'll be able to build upon that. Um, prophets, we need prophets in the local church even today. Uh, that's they're they're the ones that are functioning so closely with God. They're hearing His voice on a whim and proclaiming it to the people. And so now we're at evangelism. And and how do we need evangelists in the local church? Well, um, in in the local church. The ministry of an evangelist doesn't look like what we think it looks like. So when we picture an evangelist, we see, um, I like the joke that I heard uh, whenever I was taking this class, we see the guy with the red tie and the red Bible. Uh, He blows in, blows up, and blows out. He brings all of his books that he's ever written. He brings recordings of his sermons. And at the end of the message that evening, he'll go out and he'll stand at the table and say, you know, would you like to buy my book? Would you like to listen to my CDs? Um, uh, and, and he's got this nice display and, you know, play a little special song to get you in that giving mood. But that, that's what we picture when we think of an evangelist and, and we see this evangelist as, you know, sort of, sort of a nomad, uh, doesn't, doesn't really seem to have a home church, but goes from church to church to church and, and travels the country or travels the world proclaiming the gospel. And while that's great, it's important that an evangelist does have a local church uh, so that he has somewhere or she has somewhere to go back and be fed. It's very important uh, as, as a minister of God's word that we are continuously being fed and we can't do all the feeding or we run out of food. Uh, I, I tend to demonstrate whenever I preach this, I tend to uh, demonstrate it with a punch bowl and I fill all the cups until the punch bowl's empty. And, and that gives you a good visual demonstration of if nobody comes back to fill the punch bowl, the punch bowl's going to run dry. If nobody uh, takes the time, if, if the evangelist, if the prophet, if the apostle, um, well, there I go with the again, if an evangelist, if a prophet, if an apostle doesn't take the time to come back and, and be refilled, you know, in, in the local church, the punch bowl's going to run dry. They're, they're going to run weary. And so what does it look like uh, to be an evangelist in the local church? In the local church, an evangelist 
is going to function in a special type of ministry. And, and his or her ministry is going to be to keep the vision of missions and evangelism stirred up in the hearts of the people. And, you know, you, you say, well, isn't that the pastor's job? Well, we're going to get into the pastor's job uh, next week. But, but this, this is the ministry of an evangelist in the local church. This is going to be the person who, you know, maybe every maybe once a month gets up and talks about, you know, listen church, this is what we're doing. Um, we've, we've, we've sowed into a ministry that's building churches overseas. We've, uh, partnered with a ministry that ships Bibles, um, something to that effect, or, uh, you know, here, maybe they're talking about sponsor children, um, overseas and 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 they just they stir in the hearts of the people to to reach out and and share the gospel outside of the church but beyond that they are actually used to train the believers for miracle evangelism okay uh so we go back to um, our our main kind of core scripture that we keep referring to, which is from Ephesians chapter 4. And and we look at that um, end passage there where it, where it talks about everyone coming to a full unity, reaching maturity in the stature of Christ. And 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 so this is where the ministry, the ministry of the evangelist is so important is is in not just evangelizing, but in training the people inside the local church. And and so I want you to just briefly consider if you're not comfortable with, um, with, with personal evangelism, which is the next uh, topic that we're about to get into here. Um, if you're not comfortable with personal evangelism uh, as, as your general responsibility as a believer why why aren't why aren't you comfortable why you know are, is it that you're new to the faith is it that you you just don't have the boldness it takes to reach out and say i need to pray with you do you not have the do you feel that you don't have an adequate bible knowledge uh, to reach out and say let me share with you what is it that holds you back and if there was a functioning evangelist in your local church, how would it look different? And, and I know that that's kind of drawing a little bit of speculation there, but uh, just, just now, now that we've covered what the ministry of an evangelist looks like in the local church, maybe even ask yourself, does our local church have someone functioning in the ministry of an evangelist? Frankly, the answer is probably no, um, because we, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more next week, we tend to lay everything on the pastor, um, and, and that's, I, I guess I need to watch how I, how far I get into that, because, um, we're, we're gonna close the lessons here in a few weeks by, by covering, um, how to make that better. But early on, we talked about plurality of eldership. 
and I don't want that term to get too far from your mind, um, it's, it's important that, that these five ministries are being used in the local church. So all of that said, let's talk a little bit about the principles of personal evangelism. Um, as, as believers, the day that you receive Jesus and, and you uh, stake your claim to salvation and you, you begin that relationship, that's day one of personal evangelism. Um, that, that day, you have a testimony that you can share starting tomorrow. Okay, um, so you, you get saved Sunday night and God delivers you from your sinful lifestyle, from uh, drug addiction, from alcohol addiction, or uh, you, you name it. God delivers you from, from evil. And when you wake up in the morning and you realize that God has truly delivered you, and oh hallelujah, and that, that you are set free in Christ. The word says whom the Son set free is free indeed, and you can give God praise for that. But oh tomorrow, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is hitting me strong. Uh tomorrow, if if you get saved on Sunday night and God delivers you on Sunday night, Monday morning, you can go back to work and evangelize and say, Let me tell you what Jesus did for me last night. Let me tell you about the glory of God. Let me tell you that I'm set free. Okay, that's, that's where your evangelism begins. But, but the basic principles beyond that, uh, it, it is important for us to know scripture. And so that's why we make a practice uh, in our daily lives to study the word. Uh, we have to make a practice of preaching Christ we have to make a practice of preaching saving faith. We have to be sensitive to hearing God's voice. We uh, can't allow fear to overtake. We have to uh, remember the scripture of 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And we must, we must, we must, if you don't write any of them down except for this one, please write this one down. We must follow God's lead. All right, so I'm going to cover those six principles of personal evangelism one more time, just in case you're writing them down. They are, we must know scripture. We must preach Christ. We must preach saving faith. We must be sensitive to God's voice. We must not allow fear in. And we absolutely must follow God's lead. Okay, there is um, there's there's a guy named Philip in the New Testament, and and this guy is uh, is our is our example of a New Testament evangelist, and and so Philip, he's pretty um, pretty cool guy. And he has an encounter with an Ethiopian eunuch. And to kind of pick apart the encounter, he, Philip was 
and this is this is where all of these um, principles of personal evangelism come from. Philip was sensitive to the voice of the Lord. He obeyed God. Philip did not fear to minister to a man of authority. And, and so that's what I mean whenever I say don't let fear in. It doesn't matter, you know, um, if, if you're, say, at a, at a local banquet or at a local um, hall or some, something's going on locally and, um, you know, you're asked to give a benediction or, or an opening prayer. It's okay to evangelize even if the state senator's there. If the president of the United States is sitting right in the midst. You go ahead and you evangelize. And and you know what? If if God calls you to uh, go and sit at the table of a man in authority, then you go and you sit at that table because God said so. And you sit down and you say, Sir, I'm here to minister to you. Ma'am, I'm here to minister to you. And, and as, as you say that, God will begin to fill your spirit and you will begin to speak and you will begin to evangelize, but only if you are sensitive to the voice of the Lord and choosing to obey and not walking in fear. And so we're going to keep talking about Philip in his encounter with the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Philip was was willing to be led by the Spirit, and that's what I'm just talking about even now, is, is you know, if God says, get over to that table, you have ministry to, to follow through. Philip was willing to go and be led by the Spirit. He seen that this man's soul was in need. Philip knew the scripture, and so he was able to preach Christ, and not just not just a doctrine, not just, well, uh, this is this is how you do good. This is how you this is how you do these good works. No, he's able to preach Christ. Christ is the Messiah. Jesus is the one that's here to set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And, 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 and he preached saving faith. If you'll only give your life over to Christ, you will have everlasting life. And, and you'll, you'll, become, um, you'll, be, you'll become aware of the fact that to live is Christ and, and to die is gain whenever you walk in, 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 in that faith and in that salvation and in, and in Christ's love. But, but here's the one thing that Philip did that we will uh, probably tend to neglect here in, in this life that we live. When Philip evangelized on a personal level, when he led someone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Philip saw, he, it, he saw to it that the new believer was immediately baptized. He, he, would, he would say, okay, now you've received Jesus, make a public confession. Choose to be, choose to be baptized, to, to tell the world, to tell everybody around you, I've made this decision and, and, and I'm, I'm excited, I'm happy to have made this decision. Okay, so, th- so this is the, the, the principles of personal evangelism. Um, now we're not always going to, um, we're not always going to be called to the exact same type of evangelism in every situation. So I can think of a couple, I'll I'll give you a couple personal examples. Um, for one, I'll, I'll start 
at the farthest one out and then I'll come to the most recent or one of the most recent anyway that's more memorable. But one of the first times that I remember um, really evangelizing is uh, when I was in high school, which was some years ago now, hard to believe, uh, but, but I had a friend who was greatly lost and, and without Christ, and I remember sitting at a lunch table one day, and uh, in, in the middle of casual conversation, my friend said, where was God? when this happened where was god when this happened and i said i said friend he was there the whole time he was he was there but you you don't walk with him and so you didn't see him but but if you walk with him then you'll see him and you'll know you'll know in your heart that that even though something happened some, something bad happened that he didn't allow it, but that that he was there to see you through it. You didn't go through it alone. You didn't go through it and, and come out on the other side by your own strength. No. He saw you through, and, and, and that didn't go over very well. And sadly, in the witness, I lost that friend. Um, but I, but, but I evangelized under the call of authority, and uh, when that friend stood up and stormed away from the lunch table, another friend said, "What did you do?" And someone was quick to my defense and said, "He witnessed." And and I, I will not forget that day, probably for a long time. Um, because I, I learned the, I learned something that day. I learned the power of the witness, and, and it was uh, quite a while later that God taught me the importance of planting seeds, and I, I trust God that I, I was used to plant a seed that day, and I trust God that someone else will come along and out of obedience water that seed, and that that friend will, at some point in life, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because I was obedient and and I, I evangelized in that moment. And and then another example of when when I was called to evangelize, I was I was called to evangelize one day uh, through through the act of prayer. And I was um, much older here. This this one was only um, maybe two years ago at best. <clears throat> Pardon me. And um and I, I remember this day, I was out at a festival with my wife, and we were going about this festival, and I noticed someone who was crying, and, and we uh, continued to walk, and I stopped, and I looked at my wife, and I said, honey, I gotta go back. I have to pray with that person. And she said, okay. Um, my, my wife is very understanding whenever it comes to my, my sensitivities to the voice of God and, and to my call in ministry and she knows that whenever I say we gotta go back I gotta pray with them that I mean it I'm not joking and we turn around right away and, and so we turned around and I went back 
And as we, as we walked back toward this person, I was running through things in my mind and I said, okay, I'm just going to walk in. I'll ask her for her name. And the Lord said, no, you're not. And I said, okay, never mind. I'll just ask her why she's crying. And the Lord said, no, you won't. And I said, okay, never mind. Lord, what should I say? And the Lord instructed me to just walk up to her and say, ma'am, do you believe in the power of prayer? And I knew that, that when she would answer, she would say yes, and that's the go-ahead. I need prayer. Uh, and, and so I walked up, and I said, ma'am, could I ask you a question? And she said, sure. And, and you know, teary-eyed, and, and I said, um, do you believe in the power of prayer? And she looked up, and, she, and her eyes were welled with tears, and she said, yes, I do. And I extended my hands, and she took my hands, and I prayed with her. And, and I don't know what was going on with that person that day, but I know that God told me, God instructed me to reach her with the good news that God knows. And, and, and so I can only believe that in that moment that, that God alone instructed me to reach out, to extend my hand, and, and that in that moment when she reached out and connected her hand into mine, that she felt the love of Christ. Because if, if she's sitting there crying, she must have felt somewhat alone or somewhat broken. And so there's, there's, a, there's a witness in evangelism, but then sometimes there's a witness in just being obedient. And, so, and sometimes they just need something very specific. And that's why it's important for us to be sensitive to God's voice. Uh, one of the final things as we begin to close this lesson up, one of the final things that I want to make known to you is that an evangelist is a bringer of good news, not of condemnation. Uh, I really stressed uh, last week in, in the lesson on the prophets that uh, there, are, there are false prophets, there are false apostles, and there are even false evangelists. Um, and, and, and so I need to stress in this lesson the fact that an evangelist is a bringer of good news, not of condemnation. Why do I feel it important to stress that? Because if, if someone takes the stage as an evangelist and preaches condemnation and so maybe do a little bit of research part of your homework assignment do a little bit of research the differences between condemnation and conviction um, but if, if you're getting up and preaching condemnation onto people you're not preaching the spirit of Christ you're not preaching the Holy Ghost you're not preaching the spirit of God no you're you're preaching evil things you're preaching spirit of darkness over people and that's not good. That's not healthy. Um, so, so important to have an understanding of, of condemnation versus conviction. But know this, an evangelist brings good news. And sometimes that good news will be convicting, especially if you're not living right. But that evangelist is not going to bring condemnation. A couple of scriptures here as we bring this lesson to a close. I know this one's a little bit shorter uh, than the rest, but but with this particular ministry, we uh, we are 
generally more familiar with it. It's a more accepted ministry in the local church. Um, it's, it's a more accepted ministry nation and, and worldwide. And, and so there's not as much to cover, but, but still some of that murky water that I think we've cleared up a little bit. But a couple scriptures that I'm going to give to you here that I want you to uh, focus on, meditate on throughout the week. First one's going to come from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 and 2 and then verses 4 and 5. It says this, and this is from the New King James Version. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So that's that's the part that I want you to focus on for a little bit. Um, I want you to, to, to meditate and pray on these in sections. I want you to begin with verses 1 and 2 and ask God to enlighten your mind, teach you something out of it, and, and, and pray for him to uh, expound in your spirit about this um, so that you can have a greater understanding through through verses 1 and 2 of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 of, of how that um, defines your responsibility as a believer in Christ when it comes to evangelism. So now let's read verses 4 and 5 and it says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And really let those words sink in. It's not about the persuasive words that you use, but, but, but to be an anointed evangelist. You're not, you're not going to be using persuasive words. You're going to be using power of God. You're going to be using a demonstration of the Spirit. And man, oh man, that is going to be effective. Okay? So, so take a day or two this week. Maybe even do this every day this week. But uh, go through those four verses. Pray on them. And ask God what he wants to show you in them. Okay, and then I want to leave you with this scripture, which is Mark 16. We're going to read verses 15 through 18. I love this passage of scripture. Again, New King James, and it reads, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, ho ho hallelujah, will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That particular passage written in red, which tells me that they are the exact words of Jesus. That is, that is the epitome, the absolute definition of miracle evangelism. It's, it's the commission to all people, to all believers, go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's right. If you need to practice on the dog, you practice on the dog and then go to the neighbor's house. 
but you go into all the world and you preach the gospel to every creature and 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 you you bring them to belief through the through the grace and the saving grace of Jesus Christ and bring them to salvation uh see to it that they're baptized as we're called there and 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 these signs will follow those who believe that's the miracle part of this evangelism in my name they will cast out demons do you believe that god has given you that authority use it They will speak with new tongues. Do you believe that God has given you that gift? Exercise it in faith. They will take up serpents. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to test that one. But some people will. Power to them. If they drink anything deadly, I don't believe that you are supposed to take up any deadly drink intentionally. However, if you should be um, set up by the enemy in some fashion... This is a God's promise, and we're going to pray it, we're going to proclaim it, and and you can pray it over yourself anytime you think the enemy's out for you. If you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. If you believe it, you do it. Hallelujah. This uh, brings to a close our lesson here tonight on on the ministry of an evangelist. And uh, as always... If you have any questions whatsoever, uh, feel free to ask. I'm more than willing to help you, especially when it comes to the understanding of this. If you want uh, prayer to to help you discern whether or not you are called to the specific ministry of an evangelist, if you want if you want me to pray with you um, to to just just to increase your boldness to get into that personal evangelism. I will be more than happy um, to do that. So let's go ahead and close with a word of prayer and um, and, and then just take, take the time this week to pray and ask God where he's called you as, as far as evangelism goes. Um, and, and maybe even take it one step further. Pray that he will give you an opportunity to evangelize. All right, so let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and praise you for this time. Lord God, I do ask that you would just uh, send your presence with each one of my brothers and sisters this week, Lord God, that they would uh, go about, Lord God, following your instruction, following your word. Father, I pray even now that you would begin to increase their boldness, that you would begin uh, to to strengthen their gifts that you have placed within them, Father. That, that they would come to these scriptures which we've, which we've talked about tonight and that they would uh, meditate on them, Lord God, that they would seek your face in them. Father, I, be, I, I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would even begin um, just, to, just to fully come into your presence, that you would speak into their hearts, into their minds, into their spirits, Lord God, what you would have them to do. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, go with each one. Bless them and keep them, Father, until we meet again. And it is in the name of Jesus, I pray. And all God's children said, amen and amen. I will see you again in one week for our next lesson, which is going to be the ministry of a pastor. And if you think you understand it now, Just wait until we cover it. God bless you all. I'll see you in a week.